0: Welcome to First Heaven Ten Times in this season of transformation. A season of developing into the image of Christ. A season of change. First Heaven Ten Times is a 10 days prayer and fasting program that we do at the beginning of every year in the first month of January. I'd like to welcome you to day five of our First Heaven Ten Times. The last three days were marked by the three G's Jesus Christ. These three G's are the gospel of Jesus Christ, the glory of Jesus Christ, and the grace of Jesus Christ. In summary, the gospel displays the glory and the glory reveals the grace. Building up on the three G's of Jesus Christ, let's turn our attention to the effect of these three on man. In other words, let's let's look at the change they brought to you and I. Looking into the Old Testament in the book of Genesis, when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden of Eden, they lost their ability to stand in the presence of God. They lost their ability to stand in the presence of God without a sense of sin, shame, guilt or inferiority. Instead of running to God, they ran away from God. Instead of moving in the direction towards God, they moved the opposite direction. All this was because they had lost a right standing with God. All this was because they had lost a right standing with God. The account in Genesis chapter number 3 indicates two very important actions that took place soon after man had sinned. The first action pertains to man. The second action pertains to God. To identify these actions, let's have a look at these two parallel verses in Genesis chapter number 3. The first verse is Genesis chapter number 3 verse 7. The Bible says, Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked. So they sawed fig leaves, together and made coverings for themselves that's the first action from man man sawed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves they made garments made of uh, fig leaves the second verse is genesis chapter number three verse 21 The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. Look at it here. The problem here was the nakedness of man. Man who was now filled with shame, guilt-stricken, and sin-bound. The problem remained the same, but the responses were different. Man worked out a plan to solve his problem in his own way and God looking at the same problem also worked a plan to solve the problem of man. Both of them worked. It's so obvious that a covering made of fig leaves was not going to withstand the test of time and the test of nature. A good summer season was going to be a devil to Adam and Eve's fashion simply put the work of man could not solve the problem let's turn our attention to god's response genesis chapter number 3 verse 21 verse 21 says and god made garments of skin for adam and his wife and clothed them ultimately it was the work of god that gave adam and his wife the ability to stand in the presence of god It was the covering that God made that gave Adam and Eve the ability to stand in his presence. What I'm about to say is very important to take note of. In order to cover man's shame, an innocent animal had to die. The death of an innocent animal was the work that God did. It was the death of an innocent animal and the application of that death in the form of garments of skin that gave adam and eve a standing before god for men to be clothed in garments of skin blood had to be shed this is important for men to be clothed in garments of skin blood had to be shed from this very moment god instituted a sacrificial system whereby an innocent unblemished animal had to die in order to pardon the wrongdoings of men in order to give men an ability to stand in the presence of god without a sense of sin shame guilt or inferiority now let's 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 look at a few examples of of where the sacrifice was involved in the Old Testament. When Abel went to worship, he offered a sacrifice. Noah offered offered sacrifices when he came out of the ark after the floods. Abraham offered a ram sacrifice on Mount Moriah instead of Isaac, his son. Gideon offered a sacrifice when he had a divine visitation. Elijah offered a sacrifice on Mount Carmel as he challenged the prophets of Baal and Ashtoreth. Solomon offered thousands of sacrifices as he dedicated the temple to God. The sacrificial system as it is fully explained in the law of Moses indicates that blood is equals to life or blood represents life. Leviticus chapter number 17 verse 11 says for the life of the flesh that is of the sacrificial animal for the life of the flesh is in the blood and I have given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your sins for it is the blood that makes atonement by reason of the life which it represents the same verse in the new testament says that's hebrews chapter number 9 verse 28 in fact according to the law of moses nearly everything was purified with blood for without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness hebrews chapter number nine indicates that jesus christ is our new testament sacrifice what the animal sacrifices were in the old testament jesus christ is to the church of today it is his death which gives you and i the ability to stand in the presence of god without a sense of sin shame guilt or inferiority listen to these verses romans chapter number 3 verse 24 yet god in his grace in his grace freely give freely makes us right in his sight or he declares us righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. Second Corinthians chapter number five, verse 21. God made him who knew no sin to be seen for us, so that we may become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter number five, verse eight. God demonstrated his love in that while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. So the sacrificial system in its historical context, in in its Old Testament context, was prophetic in nature. It was pointing to Jesus Christ and also to our time. That prophecy was fulfilled on the cross through the death of Jesus Christ. Therefore, you and I are called to experience that fulfillment. Today we can stand in the presence of God without a sense of sin, without a conscience that is guilt-stricken and without shame. Why? Because Jesus Christ died for you and I. He made it possible for you and I to stand in the presence of God. You know what? That is the definition of the righteousness of God the righteousness of god is defined as the ability to stand in the presence of god without a sense of sin a sense of shame a sense of guilt or inferiority and i'm saying to you you are the righteousness of god in christ jesus therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus romans chapter number eight verse one it becomes extremely important today for us to pray for a life that is radically, unrestrictedly, and completely established in the righteousness of God. Isaiah chapter number 54, verse 14 In righteousness you will be established. So today, let us pray for a life fixed, family fixed in the righteousness of God. Here are the three prayer points for today. Number one, Pray that you become rooted and grow in confidence in your righteousness in Christ, in your identity in Christ. Number two, pray that you become conscious of your righteousness in Christ in this season of transformation. Pray that you become conscious of your righteousness in Christ in this season of transformation. Number three, pray for healthy relationships in every area of your life. Pray for healthy relationships in every area of your life. As we continue in our prayers, let's agree on these confessions. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am growing in my relationship with God. All my other relationships are becoming healthier and stronger. Once again, welcome to day five of our first heaven, ten times in this season of transformation, a season of becoming like Christ, a season of change. God bless you. This is Pastor Danny.